Previously on Tabletop Trouble. This person pulls their hood back and their face is that of like a barn owl. They say to you, I have watched you roam around town all day screaming about eyes and ravens. Your group is tied to something bigger than I could possibly understand. And we need good fighters on our side. I will bring you to the raven's court. She leads you down a a dark alley near the center of town and towards a, a manhole cover. This is the place. And she steps into this circle and disappears. Who dares disturb this sanctuary? Hi, I'm Rave. I think you might have some information that I need. He leads you down uh, a short hallway, off into a side room that's been made up into a makeshift bedroom. Rave, you see your brother. Oh, hey, sis. (coughs) Got my note. What the hell happened to you? The truth is I was betrayed by my own captain. Their captain ordered them to place explosives along the outside of the city walls. Avop stood against this betrayal of his duty, and for that he was struck down by his captain and left in a ditch to die. The merchant lords always fight amongst themselves, but the knights of the merchant lords are supposed to be a sacred duty. They're they're neutral. If someone is rallying the knights against a merchant lord like Singri, then we could have a civil war on our hands. If you really want to help me, we need to protect Singri and make sure that he's able to rule this city. I've put in the paperwork. You're going to be a bodyguard for Singri. He's having a party tomorrow night. I need you to make sure that nothing happens that ends his life. As you stumble your way back into the Axress Tavern after your fight, Ostra pulls out a tray from the guild mailboxes behind the bar and sets it on the bar in front of you. Somehow, you got an invite to Singri's party tomorrow night. What do you mean, somehow? I've been... He threw a party at a place I was already at, but... (laughs) Well, no, that's not what I mean by it's weird. The other groups were hired last week. So it's a little weird that it's coming this late. We're kind of an They heard about entity. our most recent job. I walked through the door. Huzzah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wiz finally makes his way through the door, uh, having alerted the guards to the scuffle. Are the dickheads getting medical attention now? Uh, yeah, they're properly seen to. Also, Sin. Who, who knew? I look at Kako and Isaac, and I'm kind of like, small world. Yeah, it's weird. But I walk over to where you guys are all standing, probably like in front of Ostra's like bar. Yeah, she slides this tray that she collected from the guild mailboxes across the bar to you. And on top is a hefty looking bag of gold. Ooh, who's all the gold for? So us. Uh, oh. To clarify, there are other teams working security at this place? Well, yes, it's supposed to be the biggest event of the year. Wouldn't hire just four people to protect it. If four people to protect Who the else giant was hired? mansion. Well, naturally, Thorox Hammer. I mean, when you hire for this kind of thing, you hire the best. And another group called We Hunt in Shadows. <gasps> and yourselves, the Axe Factors, make three. Why are you all looking at me <laughs> all of a know. sudden? You're like in charge of our group, so. You've been elected the leader. Just now. Oh. 
We'll just take that information about the job then. Well, it's really quite simple. The party is tomorrow night, so you have the next day to prepare. You are expected to look your best in order to blend in. So dress fancy. Each of you has been given a hundred gold piece allowance to cover the cost of your attire, and six hundred gold for the group up front for accepting the job. All my clothes are fancy, but I'll buy new ones. (laughs) 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 And um, I take the money. Yes. Yeah, so that's six hundred gold for the group, and then a hundred gold a piece to buy clothes. So we're just doing security at this place then? According to the contract, you'll be assigned a position when you arrive. It's your job to blend in and intervene should anyone cause a scene. Assuming there are no issues, you're free to enjoy the party and collect a fat paycheck. Okay. Oh, assigned this, positions. Yes. This is perfect. I just found a really helpful guide on how to fight in a dress. <laughs> nice. <clears throat> going to go to bed. Night, Ostra. Yes, good night. I'm going to go to the bathhouse first, because I don't think the shower at my apartment's going to cut it with all the splatter of blood everything. Yeah, you head over to the bathhouse and take a soak. The rubber ducky house. <laughs> the rubber ducky. The rubber ducky, That's yeah. Right. You, you head over to the rubber ducky bathhouse, uh, which is right down the street from the axe rest, and take a soak and get all the blood and viscera off of your body. And everyone else heads Cock- to bed. Yeah, Kako t- goes the fuck to sleep. I also flop on my bunk. Um, And then we take a long rest. (laughs) After a deep rest, Wiz, Kako, and Isaac, you wake up in your room beneath the axe rest, bright and early. The sun is shining through your tiny window that looks into the alleyway behind the bar. And you can hear the sounds of birds chirping from the other side. As you gather your things and make your way into the bar portion of the axe rest, you can see Rave waiting for you, but otherwise the bar is totally empty. You've never seen it this empty before. Not even Radic, who you've seen here every morning, is here. The only person who appears to be up here is Ostra, who is standing behind the bar. She looks very tired. Uh, You can tell just by looking at her that her day starts pretty early and goes pretty late. She appears to be making herself some sort of breakfast, and the smell of sausage fills the air. Oh, can I get some breakfast, too? Yeah, what do you want? Oh, uh, I'll just have a piece of toast. Easy done. She throws a buttered piece of toast on the grill, and it starts cooking it. Oh, I thought you meant that she's going to throw it at me. (laughs) No, sorry, buttered piece of bread on the grill and starts toasting it. Okay. Uh, After that, do you people uh, want to go buy fancy clothes? Shopping montage. One in every campaign. Oh my gosh. I've never owned fancy clothes in my life. With you guys, it's like one in every arc. (laughs) The only reason you didn't get one last arc is because you were in bumfuck nowhere. Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) You set us up for this you specifically told us to go buy fancy clothing yeah because i know you guys and i know this is like. yeah. i want a pretty dress want to shop want to shop kako i think you should get one of those fancy feathered hats that's like really long and elegant i never cover my head with Why? a giant hole in the middle so your head can- doesn't your head get cold? <laughs> no. Just get. Let's just go find a giant feather and attach it to his headband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Um, and Ostra hands you your toast. Oh, sweet. 
crunch, 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 <laughs> crunch, crunch. I'm nibbling on it while we're talking about where to go shop. Mm. Well, if you're looking for a place to buy fancy clothes, I would check out a boutique uh, right off of the noble court called uh, Hello Beautiful. Hello Beautiful. Hello to you. <laughs> She she rolls her eyes and goes back to cooking her eggs. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. Good one, Rave. No, but Wiz was. I give you high five. High five. Yeah, I give you a high five too. Hi, you're too far away. High five. <laughs> All right. So, are we gonna go to this <clears throat> uptown boutique? Sorry, what was the name of it again? It's called <laughs> Hello Beautiful. Hello to you, Astra. <laughs> Hello, Rave. Love you. Bye. <laughs> and you strut out the door. I sashay away. <laughs> As you guys step into the streets, these streets are like packed with excited people. It's like the entire city has come to life in expectation for this party. You could see even the poorer citizens are excitedly going around talking about this party. Oh, damn, this is my kind of vibe now. Let's get it going. Has the party already started? No. Woo! We're working today. Oh, we have to work at the party? Yes. But, like, what if we didn't? But, like, what if we did, though? Oh, it sounds like a lot of work. Yes. Yes, when there that's kind of the party. whole point. No, there will be no party if we don't work. I will throw you your own party after the party if you work during this party. But will it be this good? And I kind of point out to the crowd of people. It'll be better. I've never seen this many people before in my life. Have I ever let you down, Wiz? Not so far. Exactly. All right. Let's go. And I start heading off in a direction. I don't know yeah. if that's right. As you push towards <laughs> the noble district, you find yourselves squeezing through crowds in the bazaar. And you head to the southern part of the city, towards the outer rim, and towards the noble district. Rave, you know this way pretty well. You pretty much know these streets like the back of your hand. And eventually, you end up at a little corner boutique, not too far from the Singri Manor, called Hello Beautiful. And it's got that written on the big glass window in gold lettering on the outside. I open the door and I walk in. As you walk in, a little bell chimes and you look around this building and you see tons of fancy looking clothing of all different patterns and fabrics lining the walls of this this small shop. In the back corner, standing next to a counter with a small cash box and all the tools that they need is Radic. Radic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. What brings you in today? Hey, what's the name of this shop? Hello, beautiful. Hello, Radic. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Radic, is this your shop? Well, you didn't expect that I would spend my whole day brutally murdering things and drinking in the bar, did you? No, you spent to be I don't honest, think I of you did. outside of the bar. Oh, I'm hurt, <laughs> Rave. Absolutely wounded. I don't believe you. So is this like Gives hobby you a, a for wink. you? or? This okay. is my art. Well, you want to show us a little bit of your art that we need to get spruced up for tonight, so... Oh. You, tonight? Yes. Are you going to the party? I was not informed. We have the most important invitations. We're going to be on guard. Oh, yeah, yes, me too. I'm going to be there. Yes. You're going to be out there? Thorok and, and the whole gang, we're going to... We were invited a week and a half ago, I think. Yeah, oh. Astra did say that. 
Huh. <laughs> well, nobody ever informs me on these things, but we were all beat up yesterday. Radic reaches for a measuring <clears throat> tape, and they say, All right, who's up first? I guess I will go. Give him a hat. <laughs> Radic says, and they unfurl their measuring tape and begin taking all kinds of measurements of your limbs and, like, your pant length, and they gesture you into a dressing room in the back of the shop and begin throwing all kinds of fabric and clothing in your direction. Like, all right, put this on, try this, uh, this one too. Uh, ooh, this is a nice scarf. And they throw that in. Uh, excuse me. I would like basically leather armor, but nice looking. So you're going to look wonderful. Just trust me. And they begin throwing more and more fabric <coughs> in. And as you look over this, this clothing and you begin to put it on, there's no rhyme or reason to any of these fabrics. There's plaid mixed with lace. You have what looks to be a kilt matched with what appear to be like bell bottoms. It, there's there's no rhyme or reason. And then finally, Reddick throws a, a, a hat over the, the door. I throw the hat onto the floor. <laughs> and as you step out of this dressing room, you look gaudy, to say the very least. Okay. Clashing in every single way. And Radic says... It's my magnum opus. That's that's it's, nice. It's uh, perfect. Kako, you look amazing. Can I have a green <laughs> jacket ready. and a hard leather chest piece? I'll keep the kilt. I kind of <laughs> like this. They clutch at their heart. This is, uh, are you not impressed by, by this work of art I've presented you with? I believe this outfit would get me killed. And as you say that... You see a woman step out of the back room of the shop carrying four large boxes. <laughs> carrying four large boxes. And she looks at the group and looks at Radic and says, All right, Radic, your order's ready. And she looks at you and says, What are you wearing? And Radic grabs the boxes and says, well, it's been fun. And uh, says, what I'll talk dick. to you later. And walks out of the shop. Love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so actually angry. D- don't, gonna... don't mind uh, Radic. They, they, they're harmless, if, if a little uncontrollable. Sure. I am actually going to kill them one day, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> That is the best prank Radic has pulled so far. That's pretty good. Uh, gentle person, can I have a green jacket, <laughs> green pants, and a leather chest, please? Uh, yeah, what's the occasion? We're going to the big the thing. Oh, you need this tonight? Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to push all my other orders back. It, it's going to be pricey. Okay. Absolutely. I will, I'll do whatever you need. And you can see this kind of demure half-elf woman she she looks kind of nervously as she looks you all up and down um but the second you mention designing clothes her expression changes completely and she's sharp and focused and she pulls her measurement tape out with almost a ferocity that's kind of scary (laughs) as she quickly jots down all your measurements and begins visualizing what she'll make for you ma'am thank you how much would it be for She sticks her oh, finger up okay. and she writes it down. She says, I'm sorry, when I when I get focused, I get I get a little intense. I have this illustration of my dream dress. How much would it be for this? You hand her the drawing and you want to describe what we're looking at? Like a flowy silver gown with like a mesh hood that drapes down like a cape over my arms. She it looks like starlight. She looks at your drawing and says, Yeah, I can probably work that up. But how much? 
Uh, well, to rush the order, you're looking at about 125 gold pieces. Oh, okay. Would you like payment in advance or after? Uh, advance, please. Okay, I hand her 125 gold. For your outfit, it's a little more simple. I'm only going to need 75. Okay. As for the rest of you, what would you like? Wiz, um, what would I like? <laughs> no, you figure that out yourself, Isaac. I believe in you. I've never done this before. <laughs> Give oh, him something talk. black and white. I think you should be able to use this to do whatever you've been thinking of and holding off on. He says he's never had fancy clothes before. She puts her like fingers on her chin <laughs> and looks Isaac up and down. A challenge. And you see that sharp expression kind of snap to her face. And she looks kind of scary. Yeah, I, I'm kind of cowering in terror now. As she, I want to describe this as like an anime character who's like hyper focused on something. <laughs> the, the, I, every every time you like snap to attention, I'm like, anime. <laughs> I did imagine she had like glasses or something. And she just like pushed them exactly, up. Exactly, yeah. Like a, a flare of light, even though there's no extra light in the room. I guess I want to describe this character a little bit. For someone who runs a fancy clothes shop, she's not dressed in fancy clothes. She's basically wearing a black uh, long sleeve shirt and a white apron with all kinds of like sewing tools tucked in. Her hair is pulled back into a messy ponytail and it's it's kind of like dark brown hair and she's got pale skin with spotted freckles across her face. Is it Sable from Animal Crossing? Um, I guess. And she looks you up and down and, and begins taking all your measurements, kind of roughly grabbing your arm, ah. like, outstretching it, measuring it. <laughs> as she jots happening? more stuff it's down. It's okay. It's okay. I have the perfect idea in mind. It's going to be pricey, though, but I need you to go with me on this journey. Uh, you should go with her on this journey. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right. 150 gold pieces and I'll have all the materials I need. That sounds reasonable. You should give her more. <laughs> Oh, oh no, you, you don't need to tip me. It's it's fine. Okay, that's fine. I just want him to lose money. That's I, funny. I cautiously hand her the gold. Um, yeah, she grabs it and slides it into her coin box. And for you, Wiz. All right, so here's what I'm imagining. I want something like a simple white on-button shirt and like some some shorter like capri-ish pants and then a long flowing traditional gown-like cape that I'm gonna wear that has like images of the fae on it. A lot of these bright floral colorish schemes and probably mix it up. You know, have fun with it. Go, go loose, man. She, I just want bright colors, bright blues. She is like frantically taking notes about everything that you are describing. And she fills up like half a page with your description. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how how many times does she write the word like? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like verbatim what, what Wiz said. Um, excellent. Excellent. Casual yet formal. I like it. And she begins to take your measurements as well, um, including measuring like your back so that you have a cape um, before she says, I can do this for about 100 gold pieces. Yeah, that's what's up. I give her 110 gold pieces. Oh, it's really not necessary to tip as her expression changes back to the demure self that you first saw her at. No, this is an excellent shop. You should be paid well for your services. She blushes and she says, I really appreciate it. No problem, Bob. It, it's going to take some time to get these ready. Actually, what's um, your name? My name is Giselle. Giselle. Did we get that before? Nope. <laughs> we just didn't ask. Okay, realistically, though, how often do you go into a store and go, what's your name? <laughs> we went have, to Sword and no. Meat, got Radic. <sighs> <laughs> I'm so upset that I just let that happen. <laughs> 
You were a good sport about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I hate Radic. <laughs> I love Radic. Fuck Kako, right? <laughs> oh. It's going to take me pretty much all day to get these outfits ready. I'd recommend showing up about an hour before the party. You can get changed here. Uh, you're not going to have time if you if you do it otherwise. Okay. So should we just loiter for the rest of the day? Should we get like some masks too? Is this a masquerade? What kind of party is this? It's just a party. It's just a party. Is it like a block party? Is that why everybody's out? No, not from what you've gathered. From what Rave can tell you or has told you is these parties... Singri is very... He likes to spend and give away money. Ah. Uh, so they tend to be rather large gatherings that bring everybody there in hopes that they will get a little bit of that wealth. Mm. Okay. So this is just kind of a flashy... Sorry, a flashy party. Yep. A swingers um, party. Probably, maybe. It could go that way. <laughs> you have, have known Singri to throw a, a couple parties like that before? To your knowledge, not this one. So have you, like met and conversed with this person no no i mean i've been in the same room as him but uh, like i'm super cool but i'm not a somebody ah uh, so. i see like me i want to go scrounge for feathers <laughs> just want to go look for feathers yeah like out outside sure like, like owl feathers or something okay go ahead and uh just roll investigation. Find a trail to Jakar. You guys are making fun <laughs> of me, but mad. they're going to be my hair accessories. They're going to go like above my ears, like an oh. owl. That's you probably said investigation. Not yeah. For you spend most of your day looking for feathers, and it takes you about five hours to find the feathers you're looking for. Okay. That's why it took that long. You found a bunch of bad ones. Yeah, you found like pigeon feathers lying around, but those weren't good enough. <clears throat> I mean, they could be any feathers. I was, I was just owl yeah, but feathers these were for like, an example. These were like dirty and ew. I don't want covered in ash. Bird poopy feathers. <laughs> uh, so uh, Rave spent the day looking for feathers. What is everyone else gonna do? Can I go out and buy three more health potions? Yeah, potions <laughs> of greater healing. Uh, you head over to the potion shop that you purchased from uh, previously. Mm -hmm. Compared to all the other shops, there's not a lot of people buying potions at this event. And you could see the man who runs the shop. Uh, he's got thick gloves on at the moment, as well as a mask. And he's scrubbing out the big cauldron that you previously uh, asked him about that was filled with what he described as poison. And as he sees you, he says, oh, uh, welcome back. Hello. I would like to purchase uh, three potions of greater healing. And do you have anything deadly? Uh, well, deadly? What do you mean? You see he has almost, like, a nervous expression on his face as you ask that. Well, I don't know. Something I could throw at somebody. Uh, I could sell you a vial of acid. I'll take that. Yeah, uh, that's 30 gold pieces. Okay. Um, so 30 gold pieces for the vial of acid and, um, 25 apiece for the healing potions. Okay, so that's 105. I asked cool. Kako before he leaves, uh, do you think Mean Dragon Lady would let us take Lessa to the party? I don't think so. Oh. I'm inclined to leave her there until we figure out the whole I'm being tracked by an evil cabal of wizards. That's true. Yeah, what should we do about that for the party? Are you just going to keep wearing your gloves? Um... I mean, they already know where you're at at all times. This yeah, is just a precaution I'm sure that so that other I'm, people aren't alarmed. After this, I'm going to go back to the lady and buy some gloves from her, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she has some gloves just lying around. Out of no, character, you. do you think she would let me invite Lessa? 
Uh, probably not. Yeah. Plus, it's not like you guys have a plus one. You're there for We're work. Working. She's part of the team. She's not legally part of the team. She's spiritually <laughs> part of the team. She's our mascot. I can't have her. I can't not have her there supporting us. Who am I without Lissa? Just some random hobo who crossed the border illegally. I do want to buy a couple smoke grenades or something. You know, if there's chaos at the party, just add more chaos. Uh, yeah, so I, I could say you could probably find some smoke bombs sold in like the equipment areas of the bazaar. Okay. Um, they're going to cost 30 gold a piece. What? Uh, but when used, they fill a spear with a 20 foot radius of thick fog cloud that dissipates after five minutes or if there's a wind of moderate or greater speed. Okay, I guess I'll buy I'll buy one smoke bomb. Uh, before we go back to like pick up our clothes and head to work, I'm going to go home and put away my axe, but I'm going to like Wonder Woman with it with my brother's sword. Has she had it like in her back? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? She had the sword in the back of her dress. Wonder Woman. Yeah, oh, where she's got the sword in the, yeah. Yes. The whole axe? No, I just said I'm putting my axe away. <laughs> oh. With her brother's sword, long oh. tooth. I'm talking to Allison, not Wiz, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> We're both a dumbass. You buying anything or doing anything, Isaac? No, I'm probably just going to spend most of the day meditating. Yeah, you spend most of your day meditating and recentering yourself. And as you as you focus on on meditating, you reach out for the voices you've heard calling you in the past, but it's almost like your your voice is falling on deafness and there's no response still. You guys waste your day doing your various things, grabbing your uh, supplies for tonight and stocking up for whatever may come. And as you arrive back at Hello Beautiful, uh, you see the door is turned to closed, but Giselle sees you from outside the window and she she waves you in. Uh, I hurriedly come inside. Yeah, you walk in the door and that bell chimes once again. And Giselle looks very overworked and very tired, um, but she's standing next to a stack of four clothing boxes uh, with each of your names written on them. Oh, it was a lot of work, especially with some of the stuff you asked for, but I was able to get most of it done. Hopefully it, it lives up to your expectations. No, oh, thanks, man. This looks awesome. I peek in the little box. Yeah, you grab the box labeled Wiz, and it's exactly to your specifications, yes. almost to a T. You see the long cloak that you asked for has a embroidery of a tree with a shining sea of light behind it. And the shirt is, is a pure white, and all of the accessories are these pastel and vibrant colors that you described. And finally... She grabs a hairpin that has an eagle on it, and she tucks it into the back of your hair. Rave, your box is, again, pretty much exactly like you described. It is that long dress with the kind of tulle mesh that gives that lacy kind of see-through appearance to parts of it. And as you pull the the hood over your head, it kind of darkens your face, but it's still that see-through material. So you don't lose any of your peripheral vision. Perfect for if you get into a scuffle. And that long cloak holds over your back. As you pin the feathers behind your ears, uh, you have that horned, owl crown appearance that you were looking for. 
Kako, you open your box and it is uh, the green shirt that you described, but it's detailed with flecks of almost gold fabric that kind of shine as you move. And the pants you asked for are actually paired with a kilt. She overheard you mention that you liked the kilt when Radic was was there and incorporated that into the design of your clothes. And then finally, for Isaac, you have uh, what appears to be a traditional suit, but it fades in colors, starting from a dark black and then transitioning almost to a, a pure white. And it's got a shimmer to it when you move your arms that reflect all the light in this room, um, giving you uh, a very illuminated appearance. I don't know. This is... Do I look okay? Isaac, yes. you look amazing. So we've all run and gotten dressed? Yes. And it's taking you guys about a half hour to get dressed. You guys are so handsome. Okay. Rave, Let's... I love your Aww. little cocko. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> your kilt looks good. <laughs> I'll tell Radic you liked it. <laughs> Let's go. Kako <laughs> will destroy you. Whew. You guys look... Look good. You're gonna you're gonna really wow some people at this party. This is like the best thing I've ever worn, and I've worn like clothes from another dimension. So it's like you get my vote. Well, if anyone asks where you got it, be sure to point them in my direction. Yeah, you're a genius. She scratches the back of her head and she <laughs> says, "Oh, I, I don't know about that." I leave an extra twenty gold on the counter as I leave. Are you trying to just like sneak it to her? I'm not trying to sneak it. I'm just trying not to call a whole lot of attention to it. Sure. I'm going to say you can just drop it off then. Does that fey gleam water that the cow was drinking was like invigorating, wasn't it? We caused the cow to become swole as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give her the vial. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh, you uh, look exhausted. What? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, thank you. What, what is it? It's fey gleam water. I've never heard of it. Is it, is it safe? Yeah, you should. it should perk you up. Well, I appreciate it. Or make you Just incredibly muscular. Don't drink it too much. You know, like don't drink all I mean, of it at once. It's a vial. It's like oh, everything in, in like, moderation. I would take like a a drop. Yeah, you leave. Next time you come back, she's swole as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say like. Coke would perk her up too. Like if we're just handing out with vodka. Well, I don't have stuff. cocaine. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant Coca-Cola. Sorry, drugs. <laughs> As you guys depart, hello beautiful for the second time, you make your way towards the uh Singri Manor. And as you do, the crowds in the streets get thicker and thicker as people from all walks of life are attempting to gain entry to this party. The manor is a large two-story house uh, with many balconies overlooking the streets, uh, and it's lit up almost like a beacon in the night. You can see guards standing outside of the house, ushering people in with clipboards and checking names and only letting people who are on the list into this house. I approach one of the guards. Hello. The guard looks clearly exasperated. He kind of jumps and like looks around and says, Oh, oh uh, what's your name? Are you on the list? We're the Axe Factor. We're supposed to be working. You're working Axe Factor? I don't know that name. Do we, bring our, do we bring our paper? I produce the papers. Uh, oh, you're mercenaries. Yes. yes. Here for the bodyguard. A job. Um, yeah. Um, 
he takes the piece of paper, stamps it, hands it back to you. You're going to head right over there, and he points behind the uh, behind himself, past the gates, and you can see members of Thorox Hammer talking to another, what looks to be a butler of the house, um, and the butler is talking to Thorok, who is dressed in a long black dress, far more clothing than you normally see her wear wearing. She's normally just wearing straps of leather and, and armor, but this time she is in a long flowing black dress, which the sleeves have either been ripped off of or were ripped off by her muscles. <laughs> you can't really tell which one. Her hair is has like black roses all through her braids, and you could tell despite her usual confident appearance, she looks uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and you also see Radic standing with the other two members of Thorox Hammer. And as Radic sees you walk through the gate, they wave to you enthusiastically and gesture you to come over to them. I wave back and I point at uh, Kako's kilt. You see them clasp their hand over their mouth and light up as if they're beaming. <clears throat> and Radic looks you over and says, Well, I'm disappointed you didn't go with my look, but I must say, if I'm going to be beaten by anyone, it's Giselle I'd like to be beaten by. She definitely has the skills. Kako's going to uh, do that thing where he like extends and goes in for a hug. He's going to get really close to Radic and just like, I'm going to set fire to you one day. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, friend. Uh, Aw, Kako. Where are we going? (laughs) Thorak, you look lovely. She blushes and scratches the back of her neck. That's quite all right. Thank you. And she continues talking to this butler. Oh, let me describe what Radic is wearing. Yes. Uh, Radic is wearing a very frilly long sleeve shirt uh, with like cuffs and a bedazzled vest (laughs) over this shirt. And while you can tell that Giselle has tried to tone down their jewelry, it appears that she lost that fight, <laughs> and Radic still has their jingling every movement they make. Yeah, I was really worried about us standing out <laughs> as bodyguards, but like, I don't think we have anything to worry about with Thorok and Radic. Yeah, Radic's a walking chime at this point. I am comforted by the fact that they will be the one shot first. <laughs> <laughs> The other two uh, members of Thorax Hammer are a male white dragonborn that Raven knows as Gaul, who is wearing a deep blue coat with tails speckled with white dots like falling snow. He is constantly snapping his head around, looking for the slightest bit of trouble. And the final member is a shifter with a goat-like appearance. She has a flat nose and long ears and a pair of tiny horns that peek out of her unkempt hair. She's wearing a light gold dress covered in frills and lace, and she is nervously clutching her mage's staff as if someone might come up and steal it. You know, when you say that, that makes me want to steal it. <laughs> and her name is Citra. Um, are they done talking to the, the butler? As you turn to ask that, Thorok turns to you and the butler walks away. Well, it looks like Jakar and her shadows beat us here. They've already claimed the outer wall. The butler just told me that I'm supposed to stand outside and greet people and look. Well, I'm the one who people know, so they want to see me up front. You guys are going to be assigned inside. We'll watch the garden and the exterior of the house. You watch the ballroom and the interior. Okay. And the members of Thorox Hammer turn and leave you. 
So we go inside. Yeah. How many stories is this house? Just two. Just two. Okay. But it's a it's a wide manor. Uh, you can tell it's it's got many rooms inside. Okay. It appears that most of the party is condensed to the ballroom, though. As you guys walk into this manor, it is gaudy. <laughs> to say the least everything is covered in gold and silver trim and white marble and it shines as you walk in it is the if you looked up fancy in the dictionary this would be like underscored and as you make your way into the ballroom it is equally fancy with a floor that appears to be made almost out of a reflective metallic material and there's a large table of food uh, set up in a circle at the very center of this room. And you can see tons of people have gathered into this room. Almost every corner is covered with people gossiping amongst themselves. And everyone in here comes from wealth. Well, how should we split ourselves up? If we split two and two, it'd be two people in the ballroom, two people patrolling the rest of the house. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, this is where the most people are at, so... yeah. I'll patrol. I'll patrol. This, okay. All these people are making me real nervous. Isaac and I will patrol uh, with one of the communication stone things. Me and Ray will mingle. So Isaac and Kako are going to explore the house while the rest of you are staying in the ballroom? Yes. You guys hang out in the ballroom and patrolling the hallways. And for the first hour of this party, it's pretty dead. You could see people were excited at one point for this this party, but as it drags on with no sign of the Ash Lord himself, people are starting to to cool on this whole party. They were all here to see Singri, and Singri has not shown his face a single time. Mm. Aren't we supposed to be guarding Singri? Mm-hmm. Mm. Everybody seems quite upset that Singri is not present. We should we um, go check on him? Is this typical for one of his parties? No two parties of Singri's are ever alike. It's kind of what he prides himself on. Does he like to make an entrance is what I'm asking? Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd give it a little more time. He is, um, he's a showman. Ah. I, I check in for this first hour. I do check in quite regularly with Isaac and be like, Coven, Isaac, uh, it's your boy, Wiz. Uh, how's it going in the halls? It's it's been pretty quiet over here. All right, over. <laughs> Talk to you later if you want a snack. There's a bunch down here. Uh, yeah, that would be great. I'm actually starting to get a bit peckish. Isaac, there's another bathroom. <laughs> How many bathrooms does he have? Okay, I gotta go. <laughs> Isaac, as you talk about food, there's food in like every room in this house. This He's in house, the bathroom. Yes, there's like there's like candies in a basket in the bathroom. There's there there's food oh, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Is, this, is it okay for us to take it? I mean, I figure we are the people in the position to escort other people off the premises, so I don't think anybody is going to stop us from just eating. That's a fair point. Yes, I take some food. You take some food from the bathroom, and as you step out into the hallway, you actually bump into Citra, the woman who was with the rest of Thorax Hammer, and she brushes her hair out of her face and she says, "Oh my, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I was no, just... I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Are you okay? Uh, yes, I, I'm fine. Uh, I, I was just looking for the bathroom. Oh, it, it's right here and okay. across the hall and down the hall." And yeah, downstairs. there's a lot of bathrooms That's here. That's a lot of ba- I don't think I've ever seen that many bathrooms in one place. I haven't I think, either. Yeah, this is... Okay. Well, if you're using this one, I'll, I'll go to that one. Okay. And she she walks down the hallway. <laughs> Kako, 
Uh, can I can I do an insight check to uh. see if she actually needs to go to the bathroom or if she's just <laughs> up here? You could tell she's nervous about something, but you saw that same kind of look on her even when she was outside. Okay. You don't notice anything other than that that's suspicious. Okay. I don't trust any of them. Anybody who associates with uh, that person. Braddock? No, I'm not here. Yes. Yeah. Who are you talking to? You're talking to Isaac. <laughs> what's your, what's your beef, man? I don't yeah. there. Kako just, like, stared down uh, someone who was just trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> what are you doing here? Get and out of here. She disappears for a couple minutes and then comes back and walks down the stairs, trotting down the stairs as she goes. I mean, I'm tense, but Jesus, man. It really pissed me off, the kilt thing. Okay, well, that's fair. How loud is the ballroom? Like, is it... Um, it's like, pretty loud. People are, are talking amongst themselves. It's it's kind of overwhelming. Okay. It's like lots of small chatter making a large chatter. Yeah. Is this more like a auto is this more like an auditorium based room where like there's a lot of echoing off the walls? Yes. Think of like the ballroom from Beauty and the Beast. It's huge. Big high ceilings. Wow. Mm-hmm. In a two story house? Yeah. It's a big house. I'd like to not listen for a while, then. I just want to, like, watch everybody. Sure. Yeah, you turn off your ears. Just focus on looking over the party. Make an investigation check. 16. You just see a lot of bored faces. People are getting a little upset. If this is a show, it's gone on for too long. Can I, like, read anybody and see if, like, they're angry? You can see not necessarily anger, but more like people are peeved. Okay. I'm just going to keep watching and, like, reading lips and stuff. Yeah. So, can I disguise myself as Singri? You have never seen Singri. You're going to describe Singri to me because you've been to these parties before. I can. <laughs> I, I will not confidently describe him well enough for you to be him. I mean... Yeah, well, you know, he's a gnome, so short. <laughs> <laughs> you can only seem one foot shorter. How tall are you? I'm, like, five, four or something. Aren't okay. gnomes, like, four foot? Between three and four feet. So if he is on the smaller end, you won't be able to do it. <clears throat> well, my original plan was I was going to disguise myself as Singri and make it seem like I make a big entrance and then start the party rolling. If anybody comes out to try to kill me, I'd be like, ha surprise, <laughs> <laughs> stab or something. Yeah, but then what I if he gets super pissed off if he comes out? Or the people who work directly then for him. It's all him. part of the show. Just kidding. Decoy. <laughs> Joke's on you. It's part of the party. What do you think? Wiz, I don't think it's your best idea. (laughs) But see what Isaac and Kako think. I radio in and explain the plan. Why don't we just go look for him? Alternatively, I think if he doesn't show up and he doesn't get murdered, we did our jobs pretty well. Kako also thinks that we should just do nothing. Well, this is a pretty shit party. (laughs) (laughs) I radio in. Let's <laughs> storm off and go get a sandwich. Oh, okay. Uh, telepathically, I tell you, but let's hang on to that uh, in case something is wrong. Then we can distract everyone with a fake singri. Okay, but right now we should probably find the real singri. I say telepathically back in my mind. That's what happens when you storm off and go get a sandwich. Is I have to talk to you in your brain. Um, I'm hungry when I'm upset. Do you want to stay here? So that we have a person in the ballroom and you can have a sandwich and I can go look for Singri with the other two? With all these bad vibe people? No. You could pull out your flute and start entertaining them, create some good vibes. 
good vibrations. Come on, come on. All right, I'm going to start performing. Hell yeah. I'm going <laughs> to go look. Easy. Make a performance check. Um, I'm going to go start looking for Singri and stuff. Yeah, so before I grab my sandwich, what I'm actually just going to do is get on top of the table, and I'm going to pull out my flute, and I'll be like, ladies and gentlemen, sea shanty too. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to... Uh, Start playing. Fuck, I gotta hope that loop. song is royalty free. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, no. Don't worry, I have an amazing plus on performance. So 15. You jump on this table, stepping over all the food that is stacked up, and begin to play this song, and all eyes in the room turn towards you, and you are now the center of attention. The crowd is beginning to warm to your music. You could tell that you've turned the tide of this party from bad vibes to okay vibes. We're getting there. I'm trying to make this more of like an upbeat, like joyous yeah. tune. I mean, Sea Shanty 2 is already pretty, like, <laughs> you can't get any better than that. I mean, it's already a fucking bop, like. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Bounty Board. It's been a while. I'm sorry. We got another person on our editing team now, so there are three of us. I'm not going to say that things are going to come out faster, but I will say that the editing team has been reinvigorated lately. We've gotten this episode put together uh, pretty quickly, so we're hoping that with the three of us working on things, it's going to come out a lot faster. I've said that in the past, though, so I'm not going to promise anything. Um, sorry. You'd think after playing D&D for as long as we have, we'd know how spells work. Well, we don't. And there's a pretty big fuck up coming up in the second half of this episode, where if you know anything about the spell that we mess up, you're going to be literally screaming at your listening device, telling us that we're dumb. We are. And it's another thing I'm not going to promise that's going to get better. We're just trying to have a good time when we play, not necessarily open up rule books every five seconds. We do fix this spell in every other encounter from this point on. So, uh, sorry again. If you aren't already, give us a follow on Twitter. We are really close to hitting 300 followers. And when we hit 200, we did a giveaway. We gave away a copy of Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. And I think this time when we hit 300, we're giving away some art. So if you want some free character art of your OC, follow us on Twitter and keep an eye out for that giveaway. As always, our theme music is Light Years From Home by Andromeda. We'd really appreciate it if you go and give them uh, some love over at andromeda.bandcamp.com. They're constantly putting out new music, and it's always super good. Anyways, this is a long episode, so I'm going to drop you guys back in at the adventure, um, hopefully with less uh, RuneScape music in the second half. We'll see. Rave, as you go to turn and leave this room to meet up with the rest of your group, the doors slam shut in front of you, and all the windows to the balcony slam shut, and this whole room goes dark as all the flames are extinguished, and electricity begins to funnel from the top of this room, and loud organ music begins to fill the room, and you hear a voice boom out over the room that says, I do immediately put one hand on my sword. <laughs> For a thousand years I've slumbered, waiting only for this moment. 
The time has come to introduce your host, the one, the only, Lord of Ashvale, Singri Mistwalker Ash King. And Wiz, you feel a bang underneath your feet. (laughs) 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 Hey, what the fuck? (laughs) A fog machine begins to like pour up through the center of the table and you hear coughing from beneath your feet. (laughs) I'm your new king. Oh God, no. Are you going to move or are you going to levitate? Just kidding. Yeah, I'm going to start levitating off the table. <laughs> yeah, you levitate surrounded by this electricity. And the whole I'm room your turns God. their attention towards you. And you see panic wash over the faces <laughs> of everyone. As finally a hatch beneath your, your feet pops open. And you see a small gnome in a feathery long coat that drags at his back bright uh, red color colors pop out of this table and look up at you and he says and this guy <laughs> hey thanks everybody name's Wiz be here all night and the whole party begins to cheer <laughs> telepathically Wiz get the fuck out of there <laughs> love you love you over there um, and then the doors click open and Isaac and Kako, you see these doors slam shut and hear the loud banging. The house kind of shakes as you make your way towards that direction. And then as the doors pop open, you see Rafe standing in the doorway. What the hell? Liz tried to kill you don't the Lord know that. of Ashvale. You don't know that? Look. I do know that. I saw it. I saw, you're not here. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Listen, the closer I am to Singri, you know... <laughs> The bodyguard tried to commit a murder. <laughs> we can, uh, we can, we can always point to his frequent delirium, since the uh, <laughs> the mind flare attacked him. You know, we don't have to go down together. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, anyway, Lord of Ashes. You can like look back into the room here. and see me like. Woo! Yeah, I'm, a, I'm one of those like woo girls, but Wiz is just like down and shit, and I'm just like this guy. Singri as he comes out of his fucking table hole. Yeah, you see Singri jump off, and he's got almost like a a pompadour. He's very pompous looking as his coat drags on the ground behind him and he jumps off the table knocking over various plates of food that clatter to the ground. Um, And he begins to mingle with the people of his party who are now like all about this. They are all like trying to rub bevels with them. Is there anywhere... In this room, that's like without climbing on a table and potentially killing someone, trapping them in a fog machine <laughs> One time. filled death hole. That's like slightly higher, where I could have like a better vantage point. Yeah, there's a raised balcony that looks over the back of the party. All right, I'm gonna go hang out up there so I can keep an eye on him. Okay, can we like radio Wiz and just be like, "Hey, Wiz." Hey, Wiz. Oh shit! What up? What's going on? I saw the the king. He's here. We we saw him too. Uh, Rave said you tried to kill him. No, he tried. He he put himself underneath my feet. Maybe watch him like closely. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in with the group. I'm going to since I can't send a mass message to each of them individually telepathically. Be more fucking subtle. No. <laughs> Have you met this group? 
I'm gonna go back to patrolling the halls. Will you return to the halls? Yeah. You guys are just hanging out outside while they watch over the ballroom still? Yeah. Do yeah. Have we seen anything out of the ordinary as of yet? The halls are pretty empty, honestly. Pretty empty. There's nothing to see out here. Everyone is congregated either outside in the gardens or inside in the, the ballroom. You see a couple people standing in the hallway just talking amongst themselves, getting air from the big room before they head back in. But this is not where the party is happening. This is very much just a point between the two parties. Okay. What do the people do in there? I I don't know. <laughs> you strike me as the type of person that would know. Oh, no. I'm a monster hunter. I go out into the woods and kill the thing that eats the baby. I don't do this. Yeah, I, I lived in the woods for a long time, too, so... Yeah. But not the monster hunting part. Mm, the boring part. Mostly, yeah. As Singri rubs elbows with people in this party, he eventually makes his way up to you, Wiz, and he says, What the fuck are you doing here? Chill, man. Just trying to save your life. He looks at you and says, Not about the entrance. Gallimar knows all my debts are paid. You need to leave. Uh, I never met a Gallimar. You see, like, confusion wash over his face. Uh, apologies. You just look like someone I know. And he disappears into the party. Uh, we all collectively head tilt. Telepath was is he is he mad at you? Oh no, I think this is my backstory. <laughs> um backstory. like I don't know, Calamar. I kinda walk off and just kinda like shrug it. Eh. Yeah, the name doesn't ring any bells to you. Yeah. So then telepathically you gotta say, Hey, it's rude to ignore people. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Asked Wiz a question, and then Wiz is just really going, do I know? Uh, oh shit, what's up? Hey, I was just really trying to think about this name. I just want—I just wanted to know if he was mad at you. He said he had already paid all his debts to Gallimar, but that's not my name. Okay, stay here. I'll be right back. Okay. Do you know a Gallimar? No. <laughs> I'm gonna go find Radic. Okay, yeah, you leave the party, leaving Wiz by himself to go outside and find Radic. Uh, Wiz, I need you to make a perception check. Don't worry, guys. I've got this. I left, this the, is... I left the squishy baby. <laughs> you guys know the bad guy from the Smurfs? Yeah. Gargamel. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> tell Gargamel my debts are paid. <laughs> I gave him the little blue Oh my voice. god, and you're a blue person. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> it's not, not related. <laughs> I would. I, I don't mind oh, borrowing names from pop culture for things, but Gargamel is not it. <laughs> the Smurfs is where I draw the line, oh. right, Mike? The Smurfs, I will never take their content. All right, let's hope this is a good one, boys. That's uh, 24. Yeah, you see a man approaching Singri with his hand in his jacket, uh, walking across the ballroom floor, and his gaze is affixed on Singri, and you can see sweat pouring from his forehead. How far away am I from this guy? 30, 40 feet. Yeah, could I um, push through the crowd to him, or would that take it, too long? It's gonna t The crowd is gathered around Singri. It's going to be difficult terrain to push through it. Okay, well, I just actually want to reach the guy, but he's kind of like already... He's already, he's moving as well, so... How close is he to Singri? 15 feet. Okay, I think um, what I want to do... 
bomb? <laughs> what if I, if I throw a smoke bomb and cast my disguised self and make myself look like Singri and appear next to Singri and be like, it's all part of the trick. <laughs> and see what the guy does. Yeah, if you want to do that. Wiz is going to roll his smoke bomb into this crowd and cast disguised self in the midst of like the little chaos it brings. Um, but as it dissipates, he wants to appear as a second Singri. And he's going to whisper to Singri, like, just go along with it in the Wiz voice. <laughs> okay. It, it's me, Wiz, your pal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you roll this smoke bomb into this crowd, and as it pops and fills uh, the 20-foot radius with smoke, uh, you hear people coughing and, and panicking to get away from this explosion, and you cast a sky self, and as this smoke dissipates, you appear as a slightly taller version of Sigri <laughs> uh, standing next to him, and this man who was approaching Singri looks at you and looks at Singri confused, before he pulls a letter from his jacket. Who's the real Singri? <laughs> I can't get served if you can't find me. Uh, Singri pushes you back with his elbow, <laughs> and the man hands Singri a letter and begins crying in front of Singri and thanking him for paying to get his daughter through school. Singri begins kind of using this guy like a trophy and like, being humble about how generous he is. Humble brag. Can I sense any other intent from this man? No. This I'm gonna like fade back into the crowd and be like, you've solved my riddle. <laughs> After this whole scene clears up, Singri walks up to you. You need to leave. It was part of the party trick. I assume you're here as a as a bodyguard. Maybe. Well who told you? I know everyone who who's hired. I got the information on your group this morning. I need you stationed outside. I can't have you here scaring the guests. Right. Okay, well, I'll have to switch positions with my other party guards before I can leave, but then I'll take off. Whatever. I, I just can't have you here. You're causing a scene. <sighs> okay. Probably best case scenario, though, because Kako and I would have stabbed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, you are kicked out of the ballroom. Wait, can I tell Isaac and Kako to switch places with me? Okay, that's all I'm going to do. I'm going to be like, hey, Singer hates me. It's whatevs. So we're in the ballroom now? Do we have to? Yes. Yes. Okay. You can go on the balcony. I'll stay within 15 feet of him. Yeah, so you are now positioned outside. As you walk outside, you can see Rave walking through the garden over to Radic, who is currently standing next to a drink table, taking sips off of a champagne glass as they lean against the small wall and just kind of look out. A little bored, but drinking, so kind of happy. Are you having a wonderful time? Oh, wonderful. It's quite the party, quite the night. A little uneventful, but... I heard that Singri finally made his appearance. Yeah, Wiz tried to kill him. I shouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Chaos seems to follow your group around quite well. Um, I don't remember the name that Singri said. Gargamel? Gallimar. <laughs> Do you know a Gallimar? Name's not familiar to me. He's someone in Ashvale. I know him. Shit. Well, you were my only lead. Sorry to disappoint you. I'll tell you what, I'll put some feelers out, and if I hear anything, I'll let you know. Thank you. No problem. Oh, um, definitely prank Kako again. He is so mad. 
Oh, I'll prank any of you if I get the opportunity. It's, oh, it's kind of my character trait. <laughs> the last I threat that I exactly, heard but... was that he wanted to feed you to a wild animal. What did he tell you when he hugged you earlier? Uh, something about setting me on fire, but he'd uh, have to catch me first. He's so angry. It's so funny. Oh, tell him how much you love his books. I didn't know he was an author. Yeah, that's the best part about it. All right, bye. That's so me. <laughs> so genuinely me. Yeah, as you, as you walk back to the house, uh, you see Wiz kind of dejectedly standing outside of the doorway. Wiz. <clears throat> I got kicked out. What did you <laughs> I thought somebody was going to stab Singri. It was sus. All right. Listen, what, he what? was walking towards him. I felt the bad vibes. All right. I was pretty sure of it. He was just a distressed man. And Singri said I wasn't welcome there anymore. Also, I don't know. I think Singri has something out for me specifically because he called me out earlier about the Galamar thing. And then he kicked me out of his party. But, you know, the garden's cooler anyway. Could it possibly be that he took an instant disliking to you because you trapped him in a hole full of smoke. How could I have known he was under the table? That is a fair bra. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to liven up the party. I mean, bring up the mood. Who knew that Singri was also going to do the same thing at the exact same moment? The guy has good instincts, but I'll only give him that, okay? <laughs> Everything else about him, he's, he's short and he's mean. Hey, Wiz, you never got your sandwich, did you? Oh, God. All right, I'm going to go get Wiz a sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. There are tables outside with food oh. on them, too, yeah. There's food everywhere. I just point all around me. Wiz, you're not you when you're hungry. Eat a sandwich. <laughs> I'll go over to Radic and get a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, Radic tips their glass in your direction, Ding. takes a sip, chats with you as you guys watch over the party. Kako, as mm -hmm. you are standing guard inside the ballroom, you eventually catch the attention of Singri, who begins clapping and walking towards you. Oh, he, no. He says, I didn't realize that we had a guest this evening, especially one of your reputes. Why, thank you. Hello. And the whole party kind of looks at you confused. And Singri says... Well, clap, everyone. This is Kako Ikea, world-famous monster hunter. I'm familiar with your mentor, your work on how to use centaur feet as embalming fluid is quite catching. Are, yes. are we clapping or are we not? Uh, the party is, is clapping. Okay. Kind I'd of confused. I want to get eye contact with Kako. <laughs> oh my god, he's actually famous. I'm not even looking at you, I'm just like, huh. Yes, hello, thank you. Thank oh, you. then telepathic, oh, sarcastic clapping. Really <laughs> um, it's just, uh, I have a copy of your book. I would love if you would sign it. Absolutely. <laughs> he, he leads you out of the ballroom and says, don't worry, I'll be right back. And he steps through the threshold with you in tow and leads you down the hallway towards a what looks to be a library. Mm -hmm. Tailing what, them. Absolutely. You're tailing straight them. up tailing them. But as you step in that hallway, you see a man step out of one of the bathrooms and he begins yelling at Singri. You're a liar and a cheat. You stupid fuck. You know you've ruined me. And like... He's causing quite a scene, and you see this man raise a fist yeah. in the direction of so, Singri. Immediately, going to just go ahead and detain this person. You know, <laughs> grab him by the arm, twist it a little bit, put them back in the bathroom. Uh, make a strength <laughs> check for me. 
Oh, no. Is that a different dice or the same one? What did you roll? It's a different dice. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what are you, a cop? Fuck it. What are you, a cop? <laughs> um, well, it's a one. Uh, yeah, that doesn't... One total? Well, no, it's seven total. Okay. That still doesn't beat the 16. And this man struggles out of your arms, and he goes to punch you. Okay. That's a hit. Damn it. Okay. How much damage <laughs> does he do? Uh, well, it's just a punch, so... <laughs> It's two damage. Oh, no. <laughs> but as he punches you, Singri steps between the two of you and pulls a, a bag of coins out from his pouch. Calm down, everyone. There's no need for violence. We can settle this with money. <laughs> he says, I understand that you feel cheated. I took over your business because it was failing. Your employees are way better off now. And he hands the bag of coins. He says, consider this reparations for your lost business and the man grabs the coins and storms off it, it happens part of being who i am people get angry if they lose money yes i have a suspicion that these are all staged go ahead and make an insight check that's just a six there's nothing in that you've seen that would lead you to believe that they're staged at least not enough evidence has come forward i'll try this again later <laughs> And he leads you into the library, and he has an entire collection of books written by you and Friedenstifter. I mean, he has a, a lot of books, but yes. he has a complete collection of your books in particular. I would like the audience to know that I have a shit-eating grin on my face. <laughs> this is um, going to be so much better when Radek shits all of his books later. And he pulls a, a book off the shelf and says, this one is my favorite. And it's use of troll fats as laxatives. Um, and he hands you the books and says, there's quite compelling information in here that i just found so useful yes yes you know i spent a whole summer up north writing this it was not a fun research experience considering i had to test it all on myself but <laughs> <laughs> it's great because they're both full of shit <laughs> it yielded absolutely useful information that was and then I really a, well done i yeah. give it a big old signature priceless now and he, he slides the book into uh his bookshelf this has been lovely but i must get back to the party of course uh, it was a pleasure meeting you though you as well and he heads off in the direction of the party passing rave in the hallway the rest of you hang out in the ballroom with the exception of poor Wiz, who is now drinking with Radic and stuffing his maybe, face full of with the sandwich over drinking <laughs> at this point <laughs> the outside is Totally uneventful. Most of the people who are outside have made their way indoors. I mean, you can see the shadows perched up on the roof, staring down into the outside of the... Familiar the shadows? Yes. Specifically, the we, oh, we hunted, we hunted shadows. shadows. Wiz. Wiz is on the roof. <laughs> oh, shit. It's my boys. I give um, them like a wave. Yeah. And Jakar looks Jakar. down and like gives you a, a wave back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Jakar. Back in the party, I need the three of you to make investigation checks. There we are. It's a 23. 18. So, 11. Kako, you notice something suspicious going on in the drink table. You can see a man who's nervously looking around, and he dips two glasses into the champagne fountain, and you see him reach into his jacket and pour a liquid into one of these glasses, mm. and he begins walking in the direction of Singri. Can I intercept him? 
yeah, like it's a bare walk between him and Singri. There's a small crowd around Singri, but you can easily step between the two. Cool. I'm going to intercept him and just be like, hello, what uh, are you doing? Uh, I just, I wanted to give a toast to the Ash King himself. Ah, okay. Um, he doesn't actually like those drinks. Oh, I was under the impression this was his favorite kind of champagne. But yes. Perhaps I, I had it wrong. Yes, I believe. Well, I, did. I would hate to drink alone. Uh, perhaps you would like to drink with me. Do I know which glass he poured things in? Uh, you don't. I don't. Uh, can I <laughs> take the other one? <laughs> uh, like, yeah, you want to take the? To the oh, sure, sure. Help yourself. Okay, I'm having flashbacks to the fucking Princess Bride. Uh, <laughs> He's um, like, I knew you would drink the one that I wasn't giving you. <laughs> you fool. You fail for one of the classic Okay, can I, I, I guess I'll just take a drink. Uh, he clinks his glass against yours and he says, Do an investigation or something? <laughs> Jesus for the glory of Ashvale. Yes. And he takes a drink from his glass. I take a little sip. And you feel this champagne run across your lips, but you feel fine. And you see this man suddenly begin to convulse and <laughs> foam begins to pour from his mouth. Why would he drink it? <laughs> and you hear the sounds of bones snapping and his clothes begin to rip apart as he hulks out, basically. Oh, dear. Ah. <laughs> and begins to rip off his shirt uh, as he begins to grow uh kind of patches of, of fur and his face kind of cracks into an almost wolf-like appearance. Okay. Uh, real quick, Where I'm going to uh, just cast... Um, yeah, you're a monster hunter. This is a werewolf. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, uh, you can deduce by looking at this. This is some kind of potion that induces temporary lycanthropy. Cool. I'm going to cast Ensnaring Strike on myself, and I'm going to punch it real quick. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Could just banish this dude to another plane. I could rage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Got options, if, but that only lasts if you, for like If you see this an hour, and then banish right? it. Just grab a rolled up I mean, newspaper that would at least let us get everybody out of the room. If the spell ends before one minute has passed, the target reappears in the space it left or in the nearest unoccupied space. Oh, if, if that the spell space ends? Is occupied. Otherwise, the target doesn't return. Is it a concentration spell? I, think, I believe he does is, have to concentrate. Yeah, up to a minute. It, it, it takes a minute for it to finish. So I'll... Oh, okay. I, I, I cast it, it gets banished, and I have to concentrate for a minute to make it permanent. Oh, easy. Yeah, do that. Okay. Yeah, from from what you can tell, there are no other aggressors in this room. We'll just deal with the consequences, just in case this is a misunderstanding. I'm comfortable uh, with that. Well, I'm going to need everyone to make initiative rolls. 19. Wait, I'm not even here. How am I going uh, Yeah, you're going to join a round late. You can hear the screaming coming from inside as people begin to rush out of this ballroom. Okay, well, I rolled a 20, so... <laughs> what, is, what is Singer doing? Uh, Singri is kind of like backed against a wall, kind of looking terrified. Ah, okay. So not a miscommunication. Okay. So Kako rolled. I rolled a 19. Uh, Rafe? Also a 19. Who's going first? Okay. Kako? Yes. All right, Kako, you are up. Okay. Quick question. Yeah. Is this thing a celestial elemental fey, fiend, or undead? No. Um... Okay, so first thing I'm going to use Slayer's Prey and designate this thing as my target. So yeah. I get, I do an extra d6 damage on my first hit every turn. So yeah, I guess I'm just going to cast Ensnaring Strike at the third level and just punch him real quick. Okay. Or do I have time to draw my axe? Uh, you could draw your axe. It's okay. a light hand axe. So Cool, yeah. So I'll, I'll hit him with my hand axe. Yeah. 10 for my first hit. 
Having watched this man transform into a beast in front of you, you reach for your hand axe and take a quick swing. However, as you go to strike, your axe catches nothing but the shredded remnants of his clothing and your attack misses. Second attack is a 20. That is a hit. Okay, so so he, it has to do a strength saving throw. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Five total. Perfect. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, and then that's going to be 3d6 at uh, the start of his next turn. Okay. So he gets 11, 13, 13 damage. All right. And he's restrained. As you rally for your second strike, you charge your hand axe with magical energy. And as you sink your hand axe into the shoulder of this werewolf, the tile around his feet erupts with roots and vines that begin to wrap around the werewolf, holding him in place, restraining him. Uh, Rave, you're up. This werewolf is currently restrained and kind of biting and clawing at its restraints. Um, I guess I want to run up on him, raging, and non-lethally stab him in the gut. More looking to like semi-permanently incapacitate him. Okay, you have advantage because he's restrained. It's a twenty-six to hit. Yes, <laughs> he ain't got no armor. A big wolf. He take hit. So 13 acid damage. 13 acid damage. And then for my second attack, a 27 to hit. Okay. And that's another 8 damage. As you see Kako restrain this werewolf with his magic, you pull Longtooth from its sheath and run towards the werewolf, ramming Longtooth into his gut. And as it pierces him, he lets out a loud yowling sound as you withdraw your blade only for you to ram it right back in this uh werewolf bears his claws and his teeth in your direction kako and he grabs you and tries to bite you that is a hit with his bite uh for 10 damage 10 damage spirit shield uh oh my goodness i just reduced that damage by 14 because i said spirit shield okay no damage everybody gets one and so he's going to then attack you with his claws. Does a 16 hit? Yes. Yes. The werewolf manages to pull one of his arms free from his restraints, and he flails it wildly in your direction, Kako, just trying to make some sort of contact. As he struggles, his claws sink into your arm, uh, creating large gashes across them, and then the vines restraining him uh, quickly pull his arm back into his restraints, and you take eight slashing damage. Isaac, you're up. I like the banish idea. Okay. Uh, seems like we were trying to incapacitate him before I send him to a, another plane of existence. I mean, I mean, if he's a werewolf, can he communicate at all? Yeah, he oh, can talk. Oh my god! he! I can talk to him telepathically, even if he doesn't speak common right now. Yeah, I mean, he still speaks common. Like, out loud verbally? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he's a werewolf, he still speaks common. Oh. Isaac, maybe you should talk. <laughs> I mean, talking's a free action. Anybody can talk at any time. Look, man, you're not going to accomplish anything like this because it kind of got you down. Why are you doing this? You can strike me down, but we stand with thousands. Okay, who is the we? The false king will fall. Okay, who is the real king? He doesn't answer your question. I mean, I'm sympathetic, you know? You could convince me. 
you just tell me everything that you know. Singri yells over you and says, enough talking, kill this creature. I have, a, I have a question for you, werewolf man. Were you trying to turn into a werewolf or are you trying to turn him into a werewolf? Doesn't matter. Yes, it Either do- way, he dies. Except that's not how that's not how it worked. And I think we're going to kill you. I think that's the idea. Imagine I don't Taco fear death. Into a werewolf. You would think the other one. That would have been awful. Less <laughs> would have killed me. Yeah, you 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 could have. Hey guys, just as a standard request, if I do turn into a monster, please let Lessa kill me. If Lessa's not around, and you wait. are a threat to society, <laughs> I'll put you down. It's a matter of closure, okay? <laughs> Isaac, what are you doing? So I'm gonna move within range, and I'm gonna cast banishment. Yeah, you uh, outstretch your hands and begin to siphon magical energy around this werewolf. And the whole room goes dark as all the lights are once again snuffed out. And you can... What's up? Do you want to roll a save? Is it a save? Yeah, it's a charisma save. It's a one, Chief, uh, with a (laughs) charisma of plus zero. You rolled a one. Nice. Uh, So yeah, you funnel magic into this room and all the lights blow out as you funnel this dark energy into this creature and the room kind of gets a chill as you can feel reality kind of shifting around this creature and the world around this creature compresses until there's nothing there. And then if I understand this correctly, you just have to stay there for a minute. Yeah, I have to stay concentrated for a minute. So I'm just trying to focus right now. We are out of initiative. There are no other aggressors in the room. Sweet. So I'm going to... Somebody pops out and bonks Isaac on the head. (laughs) I'm going to... I rush into the room. (sighs) I'm here. (laughs) What happened? And Singer turns around. Isaac banished the werewolf. You guys had a werewolf? Oh, yeah, there was a werewolf. That's dope as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, Isaac is concentrating. Don't don't bug Isaac or the werewolf will come back. Let's all just wait a minute. I'm gonna go. Singri like, holds his breath and s- as he waits. I'm, I'm gonna go over to like a food table and wipe my sword off on a napkin or something and then put it back in my dress. <laughs> yeah. Shit, now everyone knows I have a sword. At this point, the party's probably not gonna go on. <laughs> yeah. After about a minute, you <gasps> can feel the the seal harden <sighs> and this creature is gone somewhere. Okay. And never done dimension. that before. That was cool. Uh Singri like Begins to, to clap for you. He says, you saved my life. I, I don't know how I could repay you. Well, I mean, there's the obvious answer. Payment. You, gold? Yeah. I, I'll pay you as much as you need. Great. Uh, we would also appreciate a humble apology to our comrade over here. He was I, trying his best. I apologize. I, I misjudged you. Wow. It, it appeared Thank at you. the time that you were attempting to cause a scene during the party. That and you ruined my introduction <laughs> so i assumed you were here to ruin the party this and is i a, apologize th- that was not the best apology but do you accept <laughs> yeah man it's cool now cool but we still want payment also did you know the guy that was trying to kill you like where i've never seen him before in my life i you certainly had no beef with other other werewolves before i've never even met a werewolf that that well, i know now of you have yes do you have any idea what he might have been talking about with the whole, like, we are legion thing? Uh, I think we should talk in private. Okay. Yeah, I assume... Are, are there other people in this room? Yes, there are other What's party the goers. Room? Yeah. I assume the list of people who want you dead is more than one. Well, it's not zero. I'll tell mm. you that much. It's one fewer now. <laughs> 
Yes, well, unless he can escape the plains of hell and make his way back here. No, you assume would, he went to think, hell. I'd like ponder for a moment. I don't think I sent him to hell, though. Do you know where you sent him? No, Is but I don't Bedonia? sense that it was dangerous. Yeah, no, actually, it's what what really anyway. happened is in another campaign, like a few years from now, we'll just suddenly have a werewolf pop up out of nowhere <laughs> in another dimension. Be like, a, whoa, what the fuck? A badly wounded and restrained werewolf. Down. It's not actually banishment, it's time travel. He'll just show up in Tomlinson's shop while we're shopping as our, our brand new arc, our brand new campaign, brand new fresh characters. They get both Tomlinson and a werewolf. It just says a stab dimension. wound. Is there any way he can come it, back? It, says, it specifically says a harmless demiplane. Oh. And Singri leads you out of the ballroom and towards what appears to be a private office. You guys really saved my bacon there. And he uh, slides 400 gold pieces across the table. I think that's more than a sufficient bonus for a job well done. That on top of the money you pay, you were paid for the bodyguard job. I could settle. I'd take 100 gold <laughs> for five minutes work. I did nothing, but I'll take it. Uh, you raised our morale. That means so much coming from you. I honestly have felt like ever since we got to the new country, you've been very bad vibing on me. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wiz, the fuck are you doing? You know, the divorce with the fucking the lady in the tower really put things into perspective. We met each other, I gave her Lessa, and then suddenly we were divorced, and it's awful. <laughs> did, did, did you guys actually get married? I don't know. No. No. But he what? definitely has to pay child support now, so <laughs> we're doing all of this while Singri is just sitting. <laughs> oh, thanks for the money, by the way. I'll grab it. I know of Kako, of course. I don't know the rest of your names. These are my compatriots. I don't work for him. I'm Isaac. Pleasure I, to meet you, Isaac. I also, while we're on the topic, who did you mistake me for earlier when you thought I wasn't Wiz? I must have just not been in my own head. Just looked like someone familiar. I'm Rave Maelstrom, by the way. It's a pleasure to meet you, Rave. Rave, you guessed it when you said that the list of people who want to kill me is more than one. I'm guessing it's several diaries worth. There are people in this city who believe that my claim to this throne is illegitimate. I mean, in all confidence, is it? No, I worked my way up from the ash to take this throne. I didn't steal it. I was next in line. Okay. Well, the thing about that, Singri, I'm going to call you Singri. That's that's fine. That is his name. Yeah, but he's like a king. Oh, shit. Are we supposed to be formal? No, no. Formality is not required. The thing about that is, for someone who is next in line, we've never heard of you. You're sweating the small details. The, the point is, my claim to the throne is legitimate. I guarantee it. Can you prove it? I can't prove it at this moment, but give me time and I can prove it to you. Give you time to fake the documents? I don't like what you're asserting. If I'm to believe that you're a legitimate heir to the throne, I should be able to trust that. I don't care one way or another, sir. Let me ditch the pleasantries then. I appreciate what you have done. I don't give a shit what you think of me. Is that clear enough? Yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm just here to get paid. Yes, and there's more money to be made, if you'll have it. I have a job that I think you might find interesting. Monster hunter, after all. Is it a large creature who said I might mount on a wall? Could mount the whole damn body on the wall. Ah, yes. Truth is, there is a beholder living deep within the dwarven mines. We 
have lived in peace in this city for not a small amount of time, mm-hmm. but recently he has become aggressive. Cool. I have one condition. Don't offer this to any other parties. I already offered it to another one, but they have yet to return. Is it? Oh, never mind. Oh, who? Some northerners from the kingdom of Alora who claim to be here on a goodwill mission. Shit, boys, we're going on a rescue mission. No, those are the. No, I don't think the, that's the case. The Inquisition people. <laughs> oh, you don't know the Inquisition people? No, no, no. That's what this is going to turn into is a rescue mission. For us. <laughs> uh, Wait, what were these northerners like? One was a tall meathead who had his head jammed far up his ass. The other one was a lanky, silent one. All right, we know. Yes. So, I mean specifically to uh, the half-giant lady and her party. I don't want to send an army after this. I fear that the Beholder is raising an army of their own. The last thing I want is open warfare on the streets of Ashvale. A small scouting group who can get in, take out the Beholder... Before it has a chance to attack the city. Guys, I really don't think that's a good idea. I think it's a very good idea. Why? I also think it's an excellent learning opportunity for Lessa. Why would you think that, knowing what we what we ran from? Well, because there's a beholder down there. Beholders are fucking awesome. So, a beholder plus some of the biggest people in the Inquisition. Yeah, sure. They're people. They can be killed. I, I turned to Wiz. Did he hit his head on the way here? Uh, not that I can see, but when when did the fellows you talked to leave? It was about a week ago. Well, honestly, our problems are solved if they're, like, dead. No offense. I don't know them from a hole in the ground. Well, that's where they are now, so. But you just want us to go take care of the beholder? Before whatever it's planning can harm the citizens of this fair city. Can I make an insight check on Singri? See if he's telling the whole truth? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Eight. Eight? Yeah. It appears he's being truthful with you. Yeah. I say, let's just take up the offer. And if we see Yorth and Turles, well, they'll probably be, you know, dead. They'll either be dead or they'll be dead after we find them. I got a bad feeling about this. Just submit the job through Ostra. Yes, I will make sure that your agency gets its cut. I'll submit the job. And then you should seek out my contact. They can lead you to the Dwarven Tunnels. Who's your contact? My contact is named Elton Swift Mallet. You'll find them in their shop in the Upper Rim named the Arcane Anvil. Middle name John? Elton John Swift Mallet? <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's E-L-T-Y-N. So do I trust you accept the job? Oh, I accept the job. Good man. Yeah, I guess I'll come along too. I don't work for you. I work for the guild. Good enough for me. Why are you all looking at me? Well, you're the only one. You really hate confirmed. the Inquisition, and you're the only one opposing this. If you don't want to go, I won't go either. Look, all of our problems are in one spot. Yeah, I have a beholder I need to kill. It's a big trophy. Also, the Inquisition's down there, and we can kill them. I think you're being way too overconfident, but I'm not going to let you guys go get yourselves killed either. So. Well, then we're all in agreement. Okay, bye. Condition. <laughs> Once you bring back the Beholder, your payment will be vast. I certainly hope so. I need its corpse as proof, though. Oh, yeah. I'm going to bring the whole thing back. <laughs> Good man. I'm going to build a chair out of it. And How big are they? Singri. Quite large. Pretty big. Kicks his feet up onto his desk um, and wishes you farewell as you leave this room. Ugh. 
<laughs> I liked him more when I wasn't interacting with him directly. <laughs> and you guys leave oh, I this... say that loud enough. <laughs> you guys leave this party. Um, almost everyone has dispersed because of the chaos. You can see Radic uh, waiting for you outside. Got a little crazy in there. What happened? Son of a bitch. We should have cut off the werewolf's head to put it on the wall. Oh. How come I can never get a trophy with you guys? I'm sorry. Well, we're about to get a behold. You keep it killed down. a werewolf. Yeah, we killed a... We wow. banished a werewolf. Yeah, good job Isaac staying out here drinking. banished a werewolf. He did a really good job. Hey, I had actually. to make sure that the outer wall was secure. Oh, yeah? Looks good to me. Would they take a sip from their drink? I'm just swearing very loudly <laughs> as I walk through the garden. You guys push past the guards at the front gate and return to the axe rest for the night. 